Hi, I'm Jessica Morris. I am in the film Pool Boy Nightmare that is airing right now on Lifetime. And I am on Spoiler Country. Hey, hey, people of Earth, it's time to enter the Spoilerverse via our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with our hosts, John and Kenrick. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on Spoilerverse.com. But... If you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcatcher, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us or leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com. You know, Kendrick's not here, so I'm not going to do the super loud thing he does. So I'm going to do my own thing here. I'm just going to say, welcome back to Spoiler Country, because this is, I'm over here, this is Johnny, and I got Casey, Tickle Monster Allen with me today, doing this intro for you. And today on the show, we got the amazing Jessica Morris, who has a new movie out on Lifetime called Pool Boy Nightmare. She also has another movie coming out called The Wrong Fiance. She's been with the wrong man, the wrong roommate, the wrong student. She's got a lot of wrong in her life on Lifetime, but she got a lot of things right by coming on the show and talking with Kenrick and Melissa about her career and a bunch of fun stuff. And she was pretty awesome. I was supposed to be on this one, but I had to duck out at the last minute because of computer crashing. But Kenrick and Melissa stepped up and uh, did the show for it, did the show for me. So it was awesome. I'm stoked, man. Let, let's get into this. You added so much to that intro. All right, let's listen to it. <laughs> guys welcome back and today on the show it's super special because well we got somebody that knows her way around the camera and she has been on quite a few lifetime movies she was on one life to live you even did an appearance on party of five for the people that my age that remember that show jessica morris thank you so much for coming on Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, the Party 5 I was on was not the older version. It was the newer version. Oh. On they, they, re, they, they, they redid the show. Did they really? And it's like a, it's a similar concept, but not exactly the same. So ne- no Nev Campbell? No. That's too bad. <laughs> was it fun doing that show? Oh, yeah. It was incredible. All, all of them were so nice. Yeah. I loved being on that set, but then it got canceled. So oh. <laughs> um, I was, yeah, I was hoping on coming back. That's unfortunate. What was that? I heard that it just got canceled. That's so unfortunate. I thought it was going to be a great, great show. I know. I think it was a little controversial. Mm -hmm. They really, you know, were playing the storyline up about, you know, his parents got deported. Oh. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with all everything that was going on currently, you know, in our country and people at the border and everything, I think, you know, it was just a very controversial and i thought that might be a good thing but maybe it ended up being a bad thing yeah they didn't like it (laughs) so right now you just released a new movie pool boy nightmare on lifetime Mm -hmm. what was the experience of shooting pool boy nightmare and give us a 
give us your synopsis on it. Well, yeah, I play this divorcee, Gail, who basically moves into this new house with her teenage daughter to try and move on with her life. And she meets this pool boy who used to clean the pool for the old owners of the house. He's very charming, a little younger. In a weak moment, she gets seduced by him, then tells him, this is a horrible idea. We can't do this ever again. He feels very rejected and decides to start coming on to the teenage daughter, which infuriates my character. Right. As it should. And, <laughs> and he's just very, he's got like a few screws loose. He's, he's very mentally ill and yeah. violent and is out for revenge. So it becomes very dangerous and gets out of, out of control. Uh, that sounds, that sounds pretty interesting actually. So that might, yeah. was that a lot of fun to shoot. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's what's so fun about these Lifetime movies because, you know, even when they're really, you know, scary and they're thrillers and yeah. there's, there's certain dramatic moments, they never take themselves too seriously. And the stories are always super entertaining. And, you know, just as much as when you watch them, you have fun. When we're shooting them, we have fun, too. Did you? Did so, it, yeah, the whole experience was great. How many how many Lifetime movies have you been on? Maybe 10-ish. I mean, I'd have to count. But wow couple handfuls yeah that's cool were you on? i gotta ask were you on the one with uh, will ferrell no no the parody one the deadly adoption no i wasn't i thought it was supposed to be a parody and they're so hilarious but they played it very straight yeah when i saw it yeah but it was, i mean it was a full-on lifetime movie and i remember when he did it people were like what will ferrell's going on the lifetime but it was so cool yeah. to, to see him do that, was that. Pretty cool that he did that yeah, yeah. Lifetime's funny because, like, Tafine, she goes with her with her girlfriend, and they literally get in bed, get a bottle of wine or two. I'm not going to say three, but it has happened, and <laughs> may, and just watch Lifetime movies back to back to back. Oh yeah, one just plays right after the other, so you get sucked in, and then it's like a marathon, and your whole day is gone. <laughs> <laughs> you you were on One Life to Live for you know back in the day. What was that experience yeah, like? like? Five Cause, years. Yeah, because I always feel I always say this when I talked with people that I've met that have been on soap operas and people that I talk to that don't know, and they're they're really into act. They're like they're into like this particular TV actor or this particular movie actor, and they're amazing. And most of the time they are. But I think pound for pound, the soap opera star is one of the best actors around because the amount of work that goes in, what you guys got to remember, and then to execute day in day out like you guys do. It's mm-hmm. beyond amazing. And I'm always well, curious, what was it like? I mean, it was very intense. You know, like I, I got the job. I had moved out to L.A. only like a year before that from Florida. And then, you know, about a month after I got the job, I had to pack up and move to New York City for five years. And that was a huge adjustment for me already. But then I worked. The hours were so long. Like, you know, we shot one episode a day. And when your storyline, when they're writing you in a lot and your storyline's big at the time, so you're working Monday through Friday. You don't even see the sun. You know, you're just, it's all day, all day, all day, like 40 pages of dialogue. And then, and then the weekend comes. And for me, like I basically was friends with the people that I worked with and I dated people that I worked with because yeah. that was my whole life. It was just everything, mm-hmm. you know, and I wasn't from New York, so I didn't know anyone there. So it was all encompassing and I learned a lot and I think it made me a better actor I was worried about getting some, you know, some bad habits because soaps sometimes are a little bigger yeah. than film. Yeah. 
So I had to, you know, mm-hmm. kind of rein that in afterwards, but I really mostly just learned a lot, you know, about being ready to, to give my all in the first take. Cause you only get one or two on a soap and, you know, I can memorize things in by looking at them like one or two times and, and be off book. So, so that is very helpful as an actor. For wow. sure. That's impressive. Yeah. I'd have and to read lines like 30 like, times. Um, acting boot camp almost, you know, like a crash course. Oh, and, totally. Um, I've, I've even actually yeah. called it that before myself. Yeah. Awesome. I, I would have to read lines like 30 times in a row. There's no way I would <laughs> read it twice and be good to go. I would be a terrible soap actor because you guys are shooting every day, right? Yeah, we shoot. I mean, unless you're, I mean, it depends on how they write your character. Sometimes if they all of a sudden write a different storyline that's not involving you, then you'll work more like a couple days a week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's great. I feel like it's very similar to, to like theatrical performances, Broadway-ish in a sense, uh, just because of the level of drama at times. Have you ever done any theater work or stage work? Not professionally, no. I, I started, that's how I kind of fell in love with acting, was doing plays in school, like junior high and high school and everything. But I never really had the desire to do it professionally. I kind of I kind of just like being in front of the camera. And, you know, I, I've just focused on that so much that I never, especially in L.A., there's not a ton of theater and it doesn't always pay that great. So I'd rather spend my time auditioning for things that are going to be more of what I want to do and better pay and all that. Awesome. Yeah, makes sense. Totally. You were- I saw on your, uh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. On your IMDb page, you have 23 projects in the work. I am impressed. You are keeping busy. How do you keep track of all of it? It's tough. I mean, I have a manager. She helps with that. There's, I'm always having conflicting schedules it's like a thing that I know it happens to a lot of people but sometimes it's like it's it's nuts I mean I it's just crazy because sometimes I actually will have a couple months where I'm not doing anything maybe at least one or one month or two months but then it, every time without fail it'll be two at least two projects that start on the exact same day or within one day yeah. of each other you know and it's mm-hmm. just, it, it like breaks my heart to have to say no to like one, if I love both projects, then I have to like decide. And that's, and usually I go with the one that I just literally said yes to first, because I try to have a good work ethic, you know, even if the second one yeah. I like better, which it just, it, it's hard. It's really hard, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's hard <laughs> to keep track of, but I, I'm happy that I'm busy too. Yeah. We might have a slight delay, Jessica. So if yeah, if it feels like we're like sitting there with with a pause, it's 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 just to make sure that no one's over talking us. So no, it's fine. I know you guys are just making faces at each other. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Melissa's in San Fran near San Francisco, and uh, and I'm in Seattle, and I think you're in L.A. Yeah, I'm in L.A. Yeah. Hey, you were on Role Models, one of my favorite all time movies. What was it like? Mm -hmm. Did you get a Get, did you get to work directly with Paul Rudd? and, and uh... I, My scenes were with Sean William Scott, actually. Yeah. And, you know, he, he's a funny guy. And I loved the director, David Wayne. I, I've kept in touch with him. We got drinks, like, you know, a couple months ago. Nice. And just catch up with him and see what's going on. And he's he's incredible to work with, too. Like, he gave us so many little ad-lib feed lines. And he's, a, he's hilarious. The set was just different than any set I'd been on because I hadn't that was my biggest like comedy set that I'd been on and as mu- as professional as they were they really kept it light and silly and it 
yeah, it was, <laughs> I mean, it was a little uncomfortable in certain moments because I had, to, one of the scenes I was in, I had to um, be topless in that one. Yeah. So I'm very comfortable with my body, but, and actually on set, I was very comfortable because of the way they treated me, okay. but it's watching the movie later, the, the reaction later when you do any sort of nudity and most actors have done some sort of nudity over the course of their career. But it's just, yeah, it's the reaction of other people to that that makes it awkward. Yeah. Like when people screenshot your boobs and then have pictures online that they, <laughs> you know, post and stuff. And you're like, why? Why do that? Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, so boobs. Okay, every woman has them. <laughs> they're like, there. They, all right, they're on. functional. They do, they're there for a reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny, too, is... Uh, we started this podcast in 2017. Melissa just came on with us, which is great. So, because yeah. we're getting so much more people coming on, it's it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And now that we've had people coming on that in your profession and directors and some other people, you know, eventually you're going to have people that have on that have done nudity in movies, you know, mm -hmm. or they've been a part of hacks, like the whole, you know, all mm -hmm. the all the phone hacks that have happened over the last few years. And right. you know yeah. now it's like it's so funny because when they were happening, when you're dissociated and you and you don't talk to people and you don't, it, you know, like you think of like say Jennifer Lawrence, right? You just mm -hmm. think of her as yeah. oh that's Jennifer. She's done all these movies. Mm -hmm. It's easy to disassociate yourself as her being a real person, you know. Right. Yeah. Then once you start talking to people, you're like, wow, these are all just normal people that just happen to have these this job that they a lot of them just lucked into or they, you know what I mean? They're mm -hmm. just that good that they, they got, oh, yeah. they got that's searched. Why I, yeah. That's why I like, I've never been the type to ever get like really starstruck over like yeah. huge, like A-list celebrities or anything. That, right. I don't, I don't get that. Cause I'm like, okay, I, I might admire and respect, you know, the films that they've been in the work that they've done, but, but I'm like, they're just, they're a person, they're a person who, you know, has to eat and sleep and poop and, you know, yep. it's, yeah, it's, they're not like, some kind of god or something like that's relax. right that's right well now i get when they get hacked and like uh, a sex tape gets released or right. you know pictures get released then i get mad for them you know what i mean because mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. wow it's so personal <laughs> and then as i don't oh, get the yeah. people because i have friends like oh yeah i went and looked it up and i was like well why would you go and look it up i mean yeah but what, what was if it was your wife would you would you want me going and looking up if it was your wife that usually right. gets them <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that's why I hate tabloids and stuff too. Yeah. Tabloid magazines. I'm just like, get out of people's personal business, you know, yeah. that's, and because a lot of times they don't even get the facts straight. They don't even have all the information. And so they're posting versions of the truth that they've heard and it, it's not fair. Do you know? Yeah. You know, that, uh, like 10 years ago, I decided to just boycott all tabloid magazines and, and those, you know, entertain, tacky entertainment shows that, uh, it, was, it was just, it was ridiculous the way they're following mm -hmm. these poor people around 24 seven. You can't get a cup of coffee or have a bad yeah. day without um, snapping a photo of you. And it, I, I can't imagine how you would deal with that on a daily basis. Your anxiety level must be so high. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, there's been times where I'm on TV shows where I deal, I've dealt with it just in the smallest little, you know, way. But I think about, you know, like a Jennifer Aniston or something. And it's like, as much as I would want her level of success, I don't know if I would want everything that comes along with that. Yeah. Cause I would, I mm -hmm. like the fact that I can go to the grocery store, you know, without someone harassing me yeah, like and the taking animinity. pictures of me in my ugly sweats, you know? 
Right. You, do yeah. you know? Well, sorry, go ahead, Kendrick. I, I was going to say because the the line of question, that, the lines of questions that we're asking right now is kind of similar to, you know, who Emily Radajkowski? How do you say her last name? Radajkowski mm-hmm. is. She's like um, a. What is she known for? She's a supermodel. She okay. was in the Blurred Lines video with Robin Thicke, and she was oh, naked yeah, in the yeah, in yeah. the thing, okay. and, and, and that was her big. When you, when you think of her, you just think, oh, pretty face. And, uh-huh. you know, there's a whole other person there. And she wrote this amazing article on The Cut about buying back her image and how weird it is because she had her agent sent her out to do these photo shoots with this subpar well-known photographer. And uh-huh. they did a bunch of nude photos. They did a bunch of stuff. But the agreement was for him to only do use her image for one thing. Right. And then mm-hmm. the Blurred Lines video came out. Her image blew up. He released all these Polaroid video oh, no. pictures of her from that time and all in different state of undress. It was crazy. And then. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. And, she, and but she's talking about the fact that she goes and meets people and then, you know, they have a picture of her basically nude hanging over mm-hmm. their their sofa, you know, and she's literally oh, had this experience and she's and it's so weird. And then she posted a thing on Instagram and the tabloid, the, the paparazzi guy that took the picture sued her mm-hmm. for you, for her putting it on her own Instagram, a picture what? of her. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, uh, there's no way he could win that case though. Right. If no, they said that he had, he had the right to rights to that particular image. And so it's, insane. it's insane. It's insane. Wow. And, you know, and I always feel so bad because you know, you you watch these people doing all this stuff, and it's just like, yeah, if you're doing a picture, you're doing a TV, you're doing a show, okay, you know, you're in the picture, the, you know, the pup is going to see it. But walking down the street or doing a photo shoot, and you guys agree on a certain image or a couple of images, and then ten years later, all these other images, I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not right. Yeah, I think that's why you got to be so careful and sign all those you know, NDAs and make sure that contract is, you know, set for you, for you to work in your favor, for sure. Exactly. Now I have to ask you a question, going back to One Life to Live, just real quickly. Did you ever, when you were on that show, ever get approached by people in stores or things like that, thinking that your character was actually real? Because I've heard this from other (laughs) soap opera actors that... Yes, that happens all the time. Like yeah. all the time, people would come up to me when my character was doing some scandalous stuff. They would come up to me on the street and just be like, "You need to stop me- messing with Rex. You need to just leave him alone." Okay? <laughs> what, like, what is your reaction? <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, I, I try to. Sometimes I would like just like stay in character. You know, I would say something like, "Well, he's not very nice to me either. You know, maybe he deserves it." <laughs> Oh, that's that's awesome. (laughs) So what are you working on next that you're really excited about? Right now, I'm writing with my writing partner two TV movies that we're going to shoot in Taiwan coming up. And I'll be I'll be having one of the lead roles in both of those films. And I'm just so I'm just kind of been writing every day in a writing frenzy to get these scripts done in time. You sound it's like Melissa. What was that? You sound like Melissa. She writes every day. She's a she's a oh, writer by trade. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Author. What are you working on right now? 
awesome. Yeah, and no, I write uh, urban fantasy and paranormal romance. So, um, Ooh, nice. Like workaholic. That's fun. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. You so, see yeah. on her Twitter, she's like, I just got done writing 10,000 words. It's just like, I can't even write a paragraph. Oh. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. There's yeah, nothing, there's nothing better than when it's flowing, right, Melissa? It's like when it's, when you're just, when it just keeps coming out of you. And like, what I love is when I'm writing and it's, it's like, I, it's like I'm meeting the characters as I'm writing them because it's sort of like the characters mm-hmm. develop themselves in a way, right? They just come out of you. Absolutely. Yeah, and they tend to take over. You know, you'll be having something in your mind. Yeah, it's like, okay, this is going to be my character. And then as you start writing, they take a life of their own and tell you what to do. Essentially, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah, I, w- I wrote a scene today where I'm just like, I was so into it. And I got kind of emotional after I wrote it. I'm like, that's such a beautiful moment between them. It was almost like I didn't write it. Like, I wasn't patting myself on the back even. I was kind of just like so <laughs> loving the moment that they experienced you know, taking yeah. myself out of it in a way. <laughs> I, exactly. It becomes an out-of-body experience in a sense, for sure. It does. Are, are you hoping to get more into writing and on and maybe even, like, producing and, and directing side of things? Or do you really want um, to concentrate on the acting portion as well? Or is writing and, and doing that kind of thing a way to get your, your, your acting career even more out there? Well, I feel like I've, you know, right. I've discovered that writing is one of my other passions, but acting is awesome. still number one. Yeah. But I'm just, you know, kind of dabbling in the writing and seeing how far I can take that. And I think, you know, I've written a couple and sold a couple scripts, but these were the these are going to be the first that actually get greenlit and are, you know, going to be produced and made. So awesome. it's a big opportunity for me and you know maybe a future okay. career. I mean, at some point, like I can't ever foresee myself not wanting to be in front of the camera. But if right. there's ever a day where I don't then I could still have a career as a writer and I could still, you know, live wherever I wanted to live and, and, and do that job. So for me, that's, that's something, a possibility to keep in my mind that is important. That's cool. Yeah. Have you ever, are you heard of that show on Netflix, the OA? Oh yeah. I think the the lead actress created that show, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And she basically wrote that show and did it herself because she was tired of, not finding the roles that she wanted to play, you know, as a female. Yeah, um, as a, a lot of a lot of actors yeah. do that, and um, I think that is brilliant. I mean, I think, yeah, I've never, I have not yet written my dream project, and I think that once I get my foot in the door, and I've, you know, a couple of movies that I've written have gotten produced, and I have a little more, you know, more on my resume on that end, then maybe I will mm-hmm. try to do something like that. You know, really spend my time focusing on you know, what I think would be the perfect show for me. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Now is Poor Boy Nightmare, that is out, right? That came out on September 7th, I believe. Yeah, it came out on Labor Day, but they've been doing other screenings. There've been a few other others. I think there's one coming up. So if you look on, you know, lifetime.com, there'll be the schedule and everything. So you, you can probably check for more listings coming up. Oh, good. And they, I mean, I'm assuming, do they have a streaming app or are they just like on live television? Yeah, you can watch it on their website too. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Jessica, what, what yeah. kind of movies do you, are, when you sit down to write, what generally flows out of you? Is it, is it genre specific? Like, can it, is it a lot of comedy or do you, are you heavy into the dramatic sense? and get in, and tapping into more of a real life situation or are we going to see you write the next Rambo? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 
I think like drama and thriller, yeah. I'm so used to it. Like I've read so many scripts, whether I've been in them or not. Like it's just kind of come second nature to me. I usually do try to add a little bit of humor into my scripts though, because I feel like that's more like real life. You know right. I mean? Real life is like, mm-hmm. even if something scary or horrible is happening, you know, Somebody's like, making a like joke. you could be in, you could be in court and like fart and it's hilarious. You know, it's just like <laughs> <laughs> things happen and, and that's life. I wish know? that would happen so, on law and order so bad now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, that happened to me once. I'm telling you, <laughs> honestly, it did. Oh, and it was, even better. And it was like, and I, and I never fart, but I think I was just really nervous and it was so loud. <laughs> And it's like, it was such a serious moment, but I could not stop laughing, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh. So you have to write that into one of your scenes. I know. I so love you now. You have no idea. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. hey, do you- I think... Um, that yeah you're onto something though as far as when you're writing something dark um you can't always have heavy 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 and when you add a little bit of that wit and sarcasm and little jokes you know audience i think really likes that and then also you know if you're writing a comedy i think in a comedy when there's moments that are a little more serious and heartfelt too that makes the story more well-rounded i think either either genre i think it you know i think it's good to have a little bit of comedy and drama in it because that it's just nothing's all serious and dramatic and nothing's all funny all the time you know just makes it less real yeah is is there a director out there that you just really 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 would love to work with i can't really think of someone off the top of my head that you know that i'm specifically right would want to point out but yeah there's a lot of people that i would i mean I, i like that there's more female directors now too i haven't had a lot of experience with that so I would like to work with more female directors. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Are you more comfortable on TV or, or do you see yourself making that jump to the big screen more often than you have? I mean, I'd like to do all, all of it, you know, I wouldn't yeah. say no to a good job. I like that. Right for me. It would, yeah. Either one. Yeah. 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 Well, I think they're also, I feel like just the industry is really focused on, you know, streaming, of course, you know, Netflix and mm-hmm. Hulu and all those different networks that are doing all their um, original programming. And it seems that that's getting more popular than, you know, going to the movie theater and paying 20 bucks to sit and watch a three hour, you know, Mission Impossible movie. So I think that yeah. um, I'm curious to, to hear what your thoughts are on that, you being in the industry. Yeah, I feel like, you know, a lot of people I know don't even have cable anymore. Like, I don't. I don't either. When my Lifetime movies come on, I'm like, how am I going to watch this? I've got to, like, sign into someone else's account or something. And I don't miss it, really, because all the stuff I watch is on Netflix and Hulu, you know, on Prime Video or whatever. So I, I think that things are definitely changing. And I don't think that's a bad thing for actors because there's, you know, there's more opportunity really there's more shows and more ways for even like independent films and tv shows to to have viewership uh, so mm-hmm. yeah i mean I, I don't know and a lot of people don't go to the movie and after this after the pandemic and everything i don't know how much people are going to be able to go to the movie theaters anymore so yeah. that's going to be a whole other level of change yeah, yeah what, do you, right. what do you think that what I do you think, think of everything going on oh sorry 
Sorry. No, go ahead, Melissa. There's a delay, so it's it's easy to overtalk. Go go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I've been seeing some because of the pandemic, a lot of those pop up the drive through theaters, like from you know, old school where you drive up oh, and yeah. sit in a car and watch movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't been to one, but I've seen a lot of people doing that. Yeah, they're gonna be I think they're gonna make a comeback. Drive throughs or mm-hmm. drive uh, drive in theaters. I was kind of so bummed cool. with doing it because I'm forty six. So when I turned 18, the Christina Applegate Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead movie had come out. And I had and I we, and we went and saw it at the drive-in. <laughs> and that was the last movie I saw oh at the gosh. drive-in. That's but, awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. There's only a few like around in Seattle area, there's only a couple left. You know, there's one in, in on the peninsula and there's like one other one and that's about it. So yeah. I could see them making a comeback. How, I hope so. Actually, Jessica, what is what is it like working? Are, when did you guys shoot the, the Lifetime movie? Was it during this whole pandemic or was it before? Um, the, the Pool Boy one was shot in December. Oh, okay. So have you yeah, have you before. worked since the pandemic has started? And I have, yeah. I, what, I went what was to, that like? Um, Monte, I went to Monticello, Illinois to shoot a horror movie for three weeks. Yeah. Uh, just recently. And, you know, there were a bunch of COVID restrictions. We had to get tested and there were temperatures taken every day and masks and, you know, all this stuff, Um, people kind of staying in their areas more so, but yeah, I was, I was happy to be back on set Yeah, and it was, it was a good experience. But what was Uh, your feeling like when you walked back on set and I, and I I imagine you look beyond the lights and you see people standing around with the cameras and the directors and everybody else on the sidelines watching everything unfold and they're all wearing masks and you're sitting mm-hmm. there either with your coworkers or with your co-actors or you're doing your scene alone, whatever is going on. It must've been somewhat surreal. That's just a completely yeah, different thing. I, I feel kind of bad when I don't ha- like when I, I can't wear a mask on one camera, but right. I sort of feel bad that I don't have to. And the whole crew does because those, they do get really hot and it does you know, make it a little harder to breathe. Right. And some of the crews, crew members who especially are like carrying heavy equipment and everything. And if you're working like a 12 hour day, you can see it on their face that, you know, it's taking a toll on them. It's making their job a lot harder. I mean, it's, it's important and I'm glad that they're doing it, but it's, it's not easy for them. And so I feel bad about that. Do you think these restrictions are going to be in place for a while? Or do you see things just changing as a whole when it comes to shooting? I mean, I think they're going to have to stay the same until there's some kind of vaccine. Right. Otherwise, there's we it can't nothing can be risked. You know, I think that mm-hmm. you know if there was the vaccine, then then there's no reason why it couldn't go back to the way it was. Right. You know, but I don't know when that's going to happen. So. Yeah. How how was traveling to Illinois? Yeah, that was a little scary too, getting on the plane. You yeah. know, But I guess you know they they don't really book the middle seats and mm-hmm. when i was flying southwest is pretty good about that my whole row was clear you know so so it didn't it didn't feel that scary yeah but obviously you know it's it's always a risk so you flew mm-hmm. you flew southwest to illinois yeah see just you get cooler and cooler see people out there working actor seeing her on tv still flying southwest <laughs> what am I, supposed to fly? I don't know. I keep thinking you'd be like at least flying United first class with the nice, you, you know, there's, like, you think there's like an actor's airplane or something. Listen, this is lifetime. You're getting a private lifetime 
jet. <laughs> I want to see it say lifetime on the side. They're just they're jet setting you everywhere. <laughs> I have a private jet to Illinois. Okay. Uh, that's awesome. This is a lifetime on the side of the plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Can you? I don't know if you can hear my dog in the background. He's going nuts. Oh yeah, I do hear him a little bit. Yeah. Oh my! Ne- I so we're in the process of trying to get a house, and that's actually not my dog; it's my nephew's dog. So we basically like packed all our stuff, bought an RV, and parked it at my sister's rental house. And so we're sharing the house with my nephew and then having the, the RV uh, here as well. So that's what we're doing until we're able to get into a house. And COVID happened and he he, go, he already had a big dog and he decided that he needed to get another one because he's 26 and that's what 26 year olds do. It's like, I was telling him, I was like, why are you getting another dog? You should almost think about not having any animals. You're 26. You should be thinking about how do you get to Rome and how do you... Mm-hmm. get to all these different places and not have anything tethering you down right now, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't tie yourself down. Yeah. I know. I've always, I've always had a pet and I've always loved having pets, but I have a cat and like a lover to death, but you know, at least if she was like a small dog or something, yeah. I could, I could carry her with me everywhere. It makes me feel so mm-hmm. bad when I have to leave her for jobs for weeks on end. Yeah. I'm going to have to go to Taiwan for two months. And I just like, it breaks my heart. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with her. Well, can you talk about your Taiwan stuff? Is that is that something you could talk about, or is it hush hush right yeah, now? Yeah, I mean we're, I mean I don't really. I mean we're st- there's no like NDA that I signed, but we're still in negotiations on the contract, so I probably yeah. shouldn't give too many details right. about like the titles or anything. But yeah, it's I can give more later probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when when everything gets filed out, you should you should come back and 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 go yeah. into detail because I'm super excited. One, you're super down to earth, which I love. And two, the fact that you're writing and acting, I love it when we meet people that are putting everything out there to try to make their career more than what it is. You know what I mean? Or that it could be better than what it is, no matter no matter what level you're at. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I love it when Mm -hmm. I see people just continually to grow. And the fact that you got stuff coming out that you get your writing and getting greenlit. I, I would love to, to talk, sit down and talk about the process and what it means and how yeah, you guys got absolutely. there. Cause it'd be a lot of fun. And thank you. Thank you for saying that and yeah. appreciating that, you know, and I, and I, and I want to, I want details of this court incident. <laughs> Cause that was hilarious. I was crying. Yeah. Well, you know, like when you're, when you get nervous, sometimes your stomach gets upset. <laughs> I know, but I, I want to know what was the court for? Why were you there? What did the judge say? Did everything go silent? <laughs> I'll write a little short story and I'll send it to you. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, Jessica, we're almost an hour. Well, actually, we're 40 minutes in already, which is kind of crazy. I know you're a busy person. I I, want to implore people that are listening now. Check your local listings for Lifetime. Check out Jessica Morris and Pool Boy Nightmare. If you listen to her here, you know she's going to be a lot of fun to watch on TV. So give it a chance. She needs those ratings up, up, up. Yes, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Any parting words, Jessica? It was just really, it was so fun to talk to you guys and to meet you. Oh, and so glad. I hope you have a fantastic weekend and we get to talk soon. Yes, anytime. And like, not even kidding, anytime you have something going on, please reach out. We'd love to have you on again. 
Okay, sounds good. Cool. Thanks, Jessica. All right, bye guys. Casey, what'd you think, man? Dude, Jessica seemed rad as hell, man. I'm so glad she got to come on the show. Dude, me too. You know what's funny about like, so if you look at her, Jessica's uh, IMDb and her her career, she doesn't quite fit what you would think would be the demographic of Spoiler Country because a lot of our stuff is like nerdy, pop culture-y stuff. But we talk to anybody who has a, who, who's interested in creating things, right? Anybody who has a career in creating or wants to, or has that spark of creativity. And that, 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 that preaches all genres. And you get somebody on like this, who's done a bunch of stuff and you know, has a, a franchise on, on beacon Hill and on TV shows and movies. It just, it becomes a fun conversation because you speak with somebody who's passionate about what they do. And that's really what spoiler country does. Is we like to push passion. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, it's funny, you say that she she might not really fit the the nerd demographic, right? Um, however, I've talked to so many comic writer professionals um, who, in some form or another, have a theater background. Oh yeah. So yeah. Um, inside, I have a theory that inside of every comic geek is a burgeoning theater nerd. <laughs> that was me in high school, by the way. I was I was totally a theater nerd. Nice. Um, nice. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she, she's just, uh, she just broke out of the hard candy nerd shell and, uh, yeah. got, <laughs> got, uh, actually got screen time. So, uh, good for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Jessica, if you ever want to come back on, talk about anything else or shoot the shit, let us know. We'd love to have you come back on. You were uh, the, I, I edited this interview together and it was a lot of fun. I love listening to it. I, I kind of, I wish I would have been able to be there, but as I said, my at the, the night that it happened, my computer was not functioning very well, and Kendrick and, and uh, Melissa stepped up for me. So, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, if you did like that, all you out there listening, if you like that, you know, go to spoilerverse.com or open up your podcatcher and search for Spoiler Country, or on our website, click on that link for Spoiler Country. Listen to all of our other back issues because there's a lot more stuff with these people like Kendrick and Casey and Jeff and myself and Melissa doing interviews. And there's episodes where we just talk about, you know, fun stuff. If you want a really interesting episode, listen to the one that is death stalker and the Nam, where Casey Kendrick and I talk about the movie death stalker and they call oh book the Nam. It's so and, <laughs> freaking awful. <laughs> I, I, the Nam is great. Yeah. Death stalker. Oh. Don't watch death stalker. Just listen to our episode. You don't need to watch the movie. Just, <laughs> yeah, the episode's yeah. plenty for you there. Um, but there's so much stuff up there, you know, and uh, Casey, what else can they find on the website? Uh, on the website, we have articles, we have reviews, um, we have terrible, terrible things that I put together uh, that uh, probably should be buried deep in case I decide <laughs> to run for office or something one day. No, I'm keeping all um, those. And uh, a ton of uh, new uh, news items and Star Wars, DC, Marvel, all that content that you would want. Um and uh, even some uh, links to our other podcasts on the feed. So uh, you guys check it out, scpod.net or uh, spoilerverse.com. Yeah, there's so much up there. And there's a store link. We can go buy a T-shirt or a hoodie or a face mask or a wall scroll or a coffee mug or a travel mug or a, tons of other stuff. There's John, you know what? What? It's, it's almost the holiday season. It In fact, is. I, I think it this qualifies. might well be qualified as as the holiday season i mean my wife's already buying shit off uh 
off the internet for yeah. Black Friday deals. So uh, we just bought yeah. we, we just bought a Christmas gift. Right, literally as before I talked to you, my wife bought a Christmas gift for our daughter. So it's it's holiday season. Yeah, yeah. It's ostensibly we are in the holiday season, um, even though I I wore shorts uh, outside today. Um, yeah, I, me too. Me too. But <laughs> freaking get on, get you know online. Go to the store, buy a badass T-shirt. Uh, for uh, your friends that love spoiler country, or for yourself, you know. You know what? Hey, you... It's, it's COVID time. Yeah. Oh, people, friends are few and far between. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> and you know what? Even go further than that. Buy a spoiler country shirt, or a spoiler first shirt, or a, a Polygon warrior shirt for somebody you don't like, and just make them wear it. Because maybe they, maybe they, maybe they like it, and like they'll think it's a gag gift, and they'll love it. Or buy it for your grandma. Grandmas love us. We are the number one show for pop culture for grandmas out there. And it's based on no facts. I'm just saying it out loud because if I say it out loud enough, it'll be true, right? So top thirtieth show in Denmark. Yeah, top thirty, top eight in film and review in Spain. What? Yeah, yeah, that's us. That's us right here. So what? What? Yeah. So go do that, and uh, you know. Also, lost my train of thought there. Talking about grandmas. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> also. Make sure you go to scpod.us slash discord and join our discord server because we chatted up there. We have chat rooms. We, we're all there. Casey's on there. I'm on there. Kendrick's on there. The whole group's on there. And a bunch of other listeners are there. So come chat it up. Hang out. We're going to do. We're going to be doing some giveaways and some contests there. So definitely check it out. Casey actually does a question of the day every day, which is a lot of fun. So get in on that because we have a lot, of, a lot of good conversation around that one too. Yeah, yeah. You guys uh, pop on the discord and... Uh, Tell us what you think and tell us what we can do to improve and answer my dumb question every day because I'm going to um, I'm gonna keep it busy with that. All right, Casey. I think one last thing to do, and we're going to try and do it right this time. You got it? You ready? Yeah, yeah. In an ocean's a podcast. We are Moon Pies. And as Moon Pie compels you to do. <laughs> In your mind. And eat a Moon Pie. And, and read more, obviously. But eat Moon Pies. Not sponsored. Yet. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm gunning for that sponsorship, dude. <laughs>